Hey guys, this is Leticia. And I'm Micah. And And welcome welcome to to Real Talk. Talk. So we're two young adults who are just trying to figure this thing called life out. So join us on this journey as we figure it out together. Hello, hello, Micah. Welcome, welcome. Mike, you there, Mike? Uh, I'm here, like, I'm here, like. <laughs> it's really lovely to, 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 to hear your voice now. So delightful. Right. How are you? <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm pretty good, honestly. Um, oh I'm just gosh. grateful for this week, yes. Yeah. And, and, and your voice changed, and I like it. It did. Really. <laughs> You are ridiculous. I couldn't keep it up because I was like, oh, what if someone's listening that has the accent? Oh, I don't want ah. Oh, man. Offense. Oh, Offense. man. All right. How have you been? I've been good. This week was really a lot with school. Mm. Um, I'm in my master's right now. I know you know that. But, um, yeah, it was just a lot of writing and reading and it was rough but honey we got through it i have one more assignment to finish and i am done a few more weeks and i'm finished with the semester so i'm grateful the lord is just really helping me with discipline wow and yeah it's a lot but it's really good i'm excited for the end yeah i'm i'm just so proud of you and how you're um taking this on and and using discipline and um, how is that possible? You just started with it. So how is it almost over in a few weeks? Well, they're eight week sessions. So oh. they, yeah. So like for every semester, you can take up to four classes because they're eight weeks um, sessions. So you can take like two classes in the first eight weeks and two classes in the second eight weeks. Okay. But since they're eight weeks, they are like jam packed with so much like yeah. the other day I mean this week I've just read so much but um you know you're constantly writing and right now I'm doing like a literature review and research paper and just just a lot of different things so wow. yeah it's a lot but it's stuff that I can apply to teaching mm-hmm. like right now so that's cool too that it's not just you know book work but it's actually like things I can begin to apply in my classroom yeah yeah wow well that's I I do not envy you I will say that um school is is not uh not the jam for me but you're doing amazing um I mean I think some people say that though and I feel like some sort of school is for people now it might not be college it could be like vocational school or traditional not traditional um uh vocational or trade school mm-hmm. you know i feel like i feel like a lot of people could do any of those but a yeah. lot of people just you know sometimes we get a little comfortable in the fact that school isn't for us but school's not for anybody yeah like no one wakes up and is like ah school is for me this is so exciting <laughs> <laughs> like nobody does that but it's like ah. it's the end goal <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I really do love learning. It's just like the traditional setup of, um, uh, standardized testing and things like that. That's, that's difficult for me. Yeah. Um, but I really, really enjoy learning. So I hear you there for sure. Um, yeah. I'm just super proud of you and, and I'm excited to see how the Lord moves and, and watch you get through it and come out strong mm-hmm. on the other side. So, Yeah. 
Exactly. That's the end goal. It's I'm learning that in a lot of areas. It's it's mm. the end goal. It's not um, <clears throat> the process, but it's just you know working towards that goal. So, um, yeah. But I'm excited for this week. Um, the Lord has really been doing a lot in my mind, in my heart. Um, I'm actually reading this book called Winning the War in Your Mind because I struggle with um, my thoughts a lot. And sometimes that can manifest outwardly as inconsistency or like going back and forth, right? Mm. Um, And so for the past few weeks, I've really been relearning Jesus and learning like what it looks like to actually renew my mind. Mm. Um, And this book has been such a help because it literally gives you the practical steps of how how to biblically renew your mind. And, um, you know, it talks about you have to go through your day and begin to write down the lies that you're believing. Right. Um, And so one of the lies that I realized I was believing was that I have to prove myself. Mm. And it wasn't necessarily something that I heard in my head, but through my actions, I began to realize that a lot of the stuff that I was doing was because I felt like I needed to prove myself. And then I begin, so the book tells you once you identify the lie, then you have to begin to, you know, um, write down a scripture that goes with it and then write a declaration, right? Um, Mm. Like, I don't have to prove myself because Jesus died on the cross to prove everything, right? To defeat everything. So I don't have to walk in striving. Um, And I think this week, um, the topic is a little bit about striving and the difference between um, religion and relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited that it's, it's not about us because if it is, if it's about us and what we do, then we're all screwed. Honestly. Truly. 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 But, um, so I'm really excited to talk about that today, religion versus relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Um, and I know that's something that's heavily on your heart. So, um, yeah. So I, yeah, thank you for, for sharing, um, about that book and, and who is that by? It's by, his name is like Craig G. I don't remember his last name, but he's a pastor at, I think Life Church. Oh, um, is it like, yeah. like like grothful or something like that something like that okay i know exactly who you're talking about yeah okay i'm pretty sure i've seen him on like the hillsong channel um but yeah no i i love this topic uh religion versus relationship because it's it's funny how um uh, when we talk i find that in a lot of ways uh our lives are paralleled but then there are ways in which the lord is uh working out things and in us in us and teaching us things but he like he almost flips them a little bit so how you said you know the lord is working on you right now focusing on the end goal rather than the process for me he's been working out the opposite because i've been so focused on the goal my whole life the end goal and he's really encouraging me to walk out the process so i just thought that was really funny because how in different seasons we can edify each other and um, give different perspectives on you know the same thing, even still within Jesus and still standing in the same truth. Um, just being able to have have those different perspectives on how how He's working specifically and uniquely in our our seasons at at a given time. But <clears throat> yeah. excuse me, 
Um, yes. And I just want to say mm-hmm. something to that before we keep going, because yeah. um, so a few weeks ago, I went to visit Micah and we just spent a few days together and I got to see just how she is and um, how she is with her daughter. And like one thing I really, really, really admired, and this goes into the topic we're talking about, but um, I think she was disciplining, you were disciplining Azaria and, you know, you were, you said something to her, you were like, you know, why would you do that? You know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have done that. But then right after that, you said, I love you, Azaria. But then you went back into disciplining her again. And I just thought that that was so cool. And I think it plays into this religion versus relationship because in that religion, right, that set of rituals and that set Mm of um, just doing things out of ritual, um, a lot of people would just say, you just need a discipline, 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 right? Like in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but you brought in that relationship within the within the discipline, within that law, in a sense. And you said, yes, I'm going to discipline you, but you also need to know that I love you and that's why I'm doing it. And then I'm going to keep disciplining you. But then I also want to remind you again that I love you. Wow. And I think that was such a beautiful for me to see, and I know I didn't say anything because, you know, you're in mommy mode, but <laughs> just to, you know, to see that and to be able to say, like, like that is, in essence, Jesus, wow. right? He disciplines us <clears throat> because he loves us, but he's constantly reminding us, like, yeah. I love you. I love you. No, Micah, I love you. No, Leticia, I love you. Yes, you did that. Get up. Get up. Get up get up I love you you know like and I just I've never seen anything like that in my entire life like I have never and I feel like this ties heavily into this topic of religion versus relationship because Azaria is going to grow up and know that although her mom disciplined her it was out of love and so anything that we do is out should be out of our love for Jesus and not out of a ritual not out of a rule but because his great love and because he keeps saying Leticia get back up I know you fell but get up I love you get up I love you get up I love you don't do that again I love you you know Mm -hmm. and it's just whoo so I just wanted to share that because I've never seen that in my life and it was such it ties into this so well you know girl that's so encouraging I yeah you didn't say anything so I had no idea you were you were thinking that but that truly just touched my heart um and I yeah I don't remember that specific moment but I do try to and every moment of discipline looks a little bit different I just want to make sure that within every moment of discipline you know and there are times that I've lost it but I'm like, okay, Jesus, lead me back into love. Let me do this from a place of love, not out of a place of <clears throat> frustration or uh, you know impatience or whatever. Let me lead her into uh, just knowing her identity uh, in within the the bounds of love that she is loved no matter what. Um, you know, it, it broke my heart a few weeks ago. She, um, you know, and she's four, right? So she says things within the boundaries of her four-year-old brain. But, <clears throat> excuse me, she said, or I said, um, I said, do you know how, how much mommy loves you or that mommy loves you all the time? And she goes, well, you don't love me when I'm bad. And I was like, 
oh my goodness um let's stop that right now no i love you all the time i love you when you're being naughty or when you're throwing a fit or you know in any of those moments excuse me i'm so sorry um but uh you know that doesn't mean it it doesn't hurt mommy or, or you know make mommy sad but mommy loves you no matter what and that seemed to confuse her because it didn't seem normal. Well, no, you, you don't, you don't love me. You don't whatever when I'm, um, when I'm doing bad things. But that made me all the more want to embrace her even closer. Let me bring you closer. Um, when you're upset, when you're this morning, even she was throwing a fit. She was screaming, and my first inclination was to, or I don't think that that was the right English word to use there, but my first, <laughs> um, my first. I think you're, no, that's right. Was it? That's right. I yeah. don't know English. My first inclination. It's, okay. Yeah. My, yeah, whatever. Like you were inclined, like. Yes, yeah, my correct. first response, whatever, was to scream louder than she was screaming and just shut it down or, you know, spank her or whatever. And then the voice of the Holy Spirit was like, no, just hold her. And what would have lasted, like, I kid you not, like an hour. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. I don't know what's going on with yeah, my, my voice to today. Stop that. It sounds like you're having <laughs> corona in your throat. So I hate get that you together so and then we can right start now. again. <laughs> so much. Um, I'm trying. I'm really trying. Um, but my first response was to to get angry but the voice of the holy spirit just said to comfort her and bring her closer and so what would have ended up being a crazy long you know meltdown and and bawling and screaming and throwing hitting kicking whatever once i held her she just calmed down and then we were able to talk Mm. through it and that was so beautiful and encouraging to me like okay wow how much more does my father do this for me how much more when i'm just just kicking and screaming you know for, for no reason. I literally got her dressed and she was like, Rah! you know, how, how much yeah. more does he comfort us in those moments where we act like that? So um, wow. I've just been really, um, I think my perspective on relationship with Jesus has really shifted uh, positively over the last week. And it's thrusted me into deeper intimacy and um, just really trying to eradicate anything that says um, don't come closer or you're not already loved beyond measure. Um, I, uh, yeah, yeah, just recognizing that he wants to be with me. He wants to be with me, whether I'm washing the dishes or uh, disciplining Azaria or, you know, taking the dog outside. He just wants to be with me. So last week I I had a conversation with um, a really close friend and um, it, 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 it shifted something in me. It brought me so much peace just being able to say, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't have to try to live up for him to accept me. I can just be me and he and you know if I invite him in he will come in as closely as I'll let him um and it it was this like okay wow I recognize all I know right now because my life is it feels really messy really out of control um I you know that's another story but in that place I was like okay God all I know 
is that you are God. You love me so much, exactly where I'm at. And I want to get to know who you are, your nature, your, your, your character. I want to get to know you. I just want to build authentic relationship. And from that place, there's been so much more overflow and so much more invitation to come running back to him um, and just stay in constant communion, never, never walking away throughout the day, just staying in constant communion with him throughout the day because it's like, no, I just, Micah, I just want to do life with you. And so upon that, like recognizing that encounter, it's like, whoa, this, this God, his love is so far beyond what I've what I've ever thought of it as because I've still put human limits on it, human boundaries on it. Um, so one of the one of the revelations I got last week after talking to my friend was, man, if I saw God's love and his grace as supernaturally as I saw his signs, wonders, and miracles, I would view myself through his eyes completely differently and I would see him as God completely differently. Um, because even as Christians who can preach love and grace, it seems as though oftentimes there are still limits on it and, and we still kind of try to pull back if someone thinks they have too much love and grace, right? Mm, and we still yeah. can see God as, as, you know, the far off judging, you know, raw God. There are so many facets to his character and, uh, you know, righteous judge is one of them. You know, there are, that we cannot put a container on who he is. But if everything that he is, everything that he does begins from a place of life and love, that has to be the emphasis. And I know for me, it's been, oh, I know that's a huge part of him, but, you know, but I, I, I have to live up. No, 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 no. It, there are, in getting to know him, in walking with him, you recognize oh my gosh, you know, he lays these things out for us to do and to live within these quote-unquote rules uh, for the sake of giving us prosperous lives because he set out the best destiny for us, the best way for us to live within his protection, within his love, um, and within holiness. So there's that. But if it comes from a place of striving or if it comes from a place of uh, if we ever get into a, a ritual, I mean, because I was starting to get burnt out. I was, you know, I was reading my Bible every day. I was reading my devotional every day. I was journaling every day. And I was, you know, uh, I was talking to the Lord. I was. Yeah. But it was all, okay, God, um, what do you want me to do so that I can implement this and then you'll bless me more? And, um, and you know, you won't, you won't be mad and I won't disappoint you. And so this revelation last week was like, whoa, that that is not the the mindset, the mentality that he intends for us. No, 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 no. And it it breaks my heart the thought of my daughter thinking that that's how I see her or that's how I want her to enter into relationship with me. But yet I can go on thinking that that's how God wants our relationship to be with him. Yeah. That's absurd. It's absurd. It really is. Um, so anyway, I was, I was reading my Bible every day. I was journaling, whatever, <clears throat> but it was all for the sake of, okay, how can I implement this and, and be a better Christian, um, and do, do things better. 
And he just broke that down last week. And he was like, Micah, just be with me. Just linger in my presence. Let me romance you. Let me love you. I mean, the whole Bible, uh, Leticia, is it's a love story. It, it's a yeah. love story. It I always really call is. it that. Yeah, I mean, it's so beautiful. But if we're seeing it through the lens of of a judging God, then we miss out on that. Um, so anyway, I, I've just been amazed and just shaken to the core um, in this revelation the, the last week. Um, of course, grace is the empowerment to, uh, to live righteously, right? So grace is, is not an excuse to sin. Um, but I think we need a deeper understanding of the vastness of grace and love. I really do. Because even though I've preached that this isn't the case, I still felt like there was a limit on it for me. And there's not. There's not. Um, you know, I, growing up, when I would hear about grace, it was always like, yeah, grace, but don't take advantage of it. Yeah, grace, but. Um, and so the emphasis was, it wasn't really on just how vast God's grace was. It was like, yeah, this is an awesome thing about God, but um, but just don't make sure you don't use it too much, you know. And yeah, and that messed with with my with my understanding of it. And one thing that that my best friend said last week was, I really don't think that God is concerned about us taking advantage of His grace. Like, he 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 wants us to understand. Again, not an invitation to sin, but. He wants us to grasp just how welcoming his arms are, just how much he loves us because it's beyond human comprehension. It's way bigger. So stop putting, you know, limits on it. Stop putting it in a box. It's, it's not something to be earned. Um, I mean, yeah. it, scripture says it's, it's by grace you've been saved through faith, this not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It is a gift. We can do nothing. Yeah. But in knowing how much he loves me and how much he's already done for me, it makes me want to live for him. The more I encounter him in daily life, the more he sits with me, the more I commune with Jesus and build relationship, the more I want to surrender. And uh, the, the more I do, the more, you know, we leave those things behind because we recognize, whoa, this, this one is different. This is this is not like any of the any of the other loves I've known. I wanna I wanna follow you, Jesus. So it's from that place that we can then live out of grace, out of yeah. that overflow. And that's good. I've been um, with my friends. We're doing a Bible study on Colossians. We've been doing it for like you know maybe nine ten weeks now, mm -hmm. and. Um, this week and I think last week too or the week before it's been talking about our efforts um, in the finished work or after the finished work of Christ um, and it's not until we realize that it's only in him right in Jesus in his mm. grace that then we can begin to walk forward in um, in efforts right because yeah 
reading our Bible is good, praying is good. These things are good, but they do not matter if they are not rooted in his finished work. Yeah, yeah. In the fact that it is already done, that we're not reading it to try to finish or complete something. Mm. You know, we're not praying to, to um, you know, continue to remove this sin. The sin is already gone. He already defeated it. Um, it is now just us walking yeah. in that grace and walking in that freedom um, that good. we don't have to fall into those things, that we don't have to continue in that because we are literally a new person yeah. through him. And, um, you know, I know we had a conversation on this the other day um, about grace, and I know we both grew up with very little grace. Yeah. Um, in our homes and I think that when you grow up like that it's very easy to not believe that it's just by grace Mm -hmm. you begin to believe that you have to do those things because um, you just have to do them yeah you know just because it's the right thing to do and not that you are freely given something like to be freely given something is such a foreign concept because nothing yeah. in this world is free except grace. Um, mm. And so I think that, you know, it's definitely even having to do with the renewing of our minds. Because if we don't renew our mind, then we'll believe that we have to work for this freely given grace. Yeah. But if yeah. something is free, you don't have to work for it, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, this is just such a, it's such a meaty topic because, you know, Again, reading your Bible, praying, spending time with the Lord. These are all wonderful things. But um, honestly, this past week, I've been learning that it is truly nothing Leticia does. Yeah. It is not that Leticia spends time with the Lord every day. It's not that Leticia prays every day. It is just Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when I come and sit with him and talk to him, that is when he changes me. Yeah. And the word is to get to know him and his character and and the things of this world and um, how we should live. But like we don't change. I honestly don't believe that we fully change. We don't change fully by the word of God. Right. Even though the word is God, Mm -hmm. we don't fully change by that. We change by the presence of God. The presence of Jesus when we are sitting there. That's when he changes us. And I believe it's because if we change, if people just change by reading the Bible, if people just changed by praying, then they would forget about Jesus. Yeah. You know, and so I think that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you change. That is literally where he begins to change you because when you spend it, it's just like people, right? When relationships, when couples spend time together, people mm-hmm. say that they begin to look like each other, right? Yeah. Like yeah. they kind of start to look the same. And it's just like when we spend time with Jesus, we begin to look like him. Yeah. And so it's less focused on these outward things of um, I have to read five chapters a day, right? Yeah. I have to pray for an hour a day. Like it's less on the, the time of that. It's more on Jesus. I'm with you right now. And I just, I love you, Lord. And I exalt you father. And you are just so worthy, Lord. And just being with him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that is what changes people. And honestly, if we think about it, the people that have the most grace for others, um, 
the people that have the most grace for others um, are normally the ones who have learned how to receive that grace. Yeah. You know, or yeah. or on the opposite of that, those who have never received grace. And so now they want people to know what that feels like. Yeah. Um, this is such a good topic. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's crazy. I was um, I was I was talking to someone recently who um, isn't in active relationship with the Lord, and um, I just started talking a little bit about the love of God and um, just a- about my walk with the Lord. And this individual was like after our conversation was left very intrigued because his whole life he's been surrounded by Christians but Mm. never once was talked to about relationship was always talked to about rules was always talked to about um what you have to do this is this is about how you can uh, gain this this is this is how you can how you can do this and so this person was left like that I mean what you're saying is completely like unlike anything I've ever heard and that that's something I want to look deeper into um, mm-hmm. because that is not religion I'm not interested yeah. in religion you know and you're you're talking about something completely different than what I've ever heard and I thought wow how many times have we messed up as as believers leading others um, into an understanding of a God that's not the God that we say we serve? Like, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. That's really heartbreaking if and when we're do, we do that. Because I know that I have unintentionally just because uh, if we are not careful, we will get up on our high horse and begin thinking that it has something to do with us. I, yeah. I realized that I began idolizing myself and putting myself in God's shoes, thinking that I could control his response or reaction to me based on what I do. And that's not God. That's not love. Nope. My response is to him calling me out first, him loving me first. And that is constant. That never changes. So then I respond to it. And then we, we, you know, actively go back and forth together. But I can never change his response, his reaction to who Micah is because he loves that radically. So, and two, you know, I think there's, there's a level of Christians having a certain, um, amount of grace for unbelievers and then a much lesser amount of grace for believers um i've seen that a lot i've done that a lot and and i had to repent and be like god show me like change me jesus because um you know if we see someone who we know has grown up in the church like this is speaking from experience if we know someone who's grown up in the church done the ministry things encountered God, seen the whatever, we feel like we need to, and there is, hear me in this, there's balance because we we need to be open to, you know, rebuke and correction. Absolutely, that's yeah. biblical. But if we come to someone talking only about their actions and are 
absolutely unconcerned with their heart and and loving them we've we have it all messed up Mm. and i'm led back to the scripture that says you can perform signs wonders miracles do all of these things preach to the nations do all the missions trips do all the christian things but if you don't love you have gotten nowhere and so i'm like okay I need to reshape our God. I need you to reshape in me. Unteach me and reteach me how to love unbelievers and believers alike. Love myself, uh, you know, understand how much you love me. Love myself to be able to love everyone the same. Give me, you know, your eyes for people because he leads them to correction. You know, he, his kindness leads us to conviction, you know, and and repentance the holy spirit is the only one that can convict so i would say you know if you're wondering have i fallen into religion i would ask yourself those those things okay am do i think that i can convict this person when i go to them or am i going to them with the full heart posture of just loving them radically because that's the heart of the father am i living out like jesus Am I welcoming or coming close to the homeless person, the prostitute, the, you know, am I sitting with them and engaging with them, not just trying to, uh, you know, what is, uh, convert them, but trying yeah. to radically love them. You know, that's, that's a hard thing. It's it a is. Hard thing. It is. It really is. Especially when you've grown up, not, not knowing that for yourself. Um, yeah. So there was one other scripture that I wanted to uh, bring up while we're while we're on here, um, and that is Second Corinthians ten five, where Paul tells us to cast down imaginations and every high thing that it exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing any everything into captivity. I totally read that wrong. I can't read. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. There we go. And I'm supposed to be an English teacher or something. That's pitiful. Um, but <laughs> I'm to get you some schooling, honey. Don't worry. <laughs> when I read that this morning, because uh, I, was, I was asking the Lord to um, just highlight some things to me for the sake of talking today and further just living out more of this authentic relationship with him over religion and he really highlighted because I've read that verse a million times I've heard it a million times it's a very uh, I feel like common verse to hear in church or whatever so I've always thought of the knowledge of God that is mentioned there as the things that God tells us to do or you know the the rules the, the whatever but he highlighted the knowledge of God to me when I read that scripture and what I felt like he was saying was cast down every high thing that exalts itself against knowing me. No, getting to know me, my nature, my character, who I am. I thought, whoa, yeah, that's, that's the knowledge of God. That's the knowledge of God, who he is. Entering into relationships. So right there it tells us get rid of everything that says you're not to enter into relationship to get to know the Father. Mm. I've never, ever read that scripture that way. And I thought, wow, you say it right here. Cast down every high thing. Even there, high thing. I, I picture me trying to sit up on a high horse as a religious person. I mean, the religious leaders were the ones that killed Jesus. So yeah. we've got to eradicate 
those, you know, those, those religious legalistic tendencies and say, okay, Father, just, I just want to be with you. I recognize that you loved me enough to call me by name, call me out, die for me, knowing just what an awesome God. I want to know you. And that's where it starts. That's, and that's not, not just where it starts, because I think that can also get us uh, messed up too. That's where we live out of. That's, that's where yeah. we have to stay. We have to live loved. Yeah, that's good. Live loved. That was really good, Micah. That was, this is definitely needed because there's, like you said, there's a lot of grace for people outside of the church, Yeah. but not enough grace for us in the church. And that's how we came to Jesus. So mm. if we came to Jesus by grace, then how do, how do we, how do people, how do other believers think that we're going to stay if the grace leaves, you know? Man, Wow. And there's always, uh, you know, just because we're in the church doesn't mean that everyone stays in the church. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, it's really important that we focus on that. Like, how do we stay in that grace? And again, um, not using grace as an excuse to sin because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of people and we've, I'm sure done that before too, but, you know, living loved changes, um, changes us. It does. It really does. And it's nothing that we do. So that this is definitely a reminder for all of us, all of us, me, Micah, everyone, um, that we change solely by Jesus. Yeah. We change solely by his grace. And that when we spend time with him, he changes us. Um, yeah, and that's the simple very, gospel. Yeah, it's it's simple. He loves us so much that he just wants to be with us always. And so he'll do the work. He will do the work. He will change us. We just have to meet him. Yeah, we just have to get to the place and and sit with him. We just have to make a little time for him in our day. Yeah, Um, be with him throughout the day. Talk to him throughout the day, you know, like just be with him because he does the work. We don't have to do it. He doesn't. It takes the weight amazing? off of us. <laughs> it's, yes. Because it's too big a weight to bear. We cannot play God there because we'll we'll fall. We'll start to wear out because it's not, yeah. we, are, we were not made to carry that burden. That's why he's God. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of things I just was reminded of. You were, you were talking about, um, it, you said something earlier that reminded me of pride. You know, whether the... Uh, religion or legalism that we come into agreement with uh, in this walk at times, whether the root of that is shame or pride or just whatever it is, those things in my heart tend to be shaken up when I think of the king of the universe. There's this magnificent Lord that is over all chose to come down in human form to wash the feet of sinners and say, God, forgive them. They, they don't, they don't, they don't know what they're doing. God, forgive them. What? Like, that's just, that's a God I want to serve. So naturally, again, when you recognize how loved you are by him uh, going before you and doing that and choosing you, don't like, doesn't that make you want to give your life to him? So within that, you know, because we would talk about, yeah, you know, we can't, we can't fall into, um, using grace as an excuse like 
that just makes me want to live for him. You know? Um, I, when I was in Nashville, I went to my old church and it was an amazing service. Uh, it was not a traditional service at all. The, The presence of the Lord was just so tangible and thick. The pastor did not end up preaching. We just, uh, there were words given. We prayed and worshiped for like two and a half hours and just like it, we were just all wrecked. Right. So during that service, um, we're worshiping and I, I just see the Lord give me this picture of me putting out uh, a container for him, just a, like a, a basket or container. And he filled it up. And then I did it again and gave him a bigger container and he filled it up to the rim. He filled it up to exactly the capacity that it had. And it didn't matter the size that I gave him. He just wanted to fill up that container as much as he mm. could with as much as I would allow him to. And I was like, whoa, God, you're in. And I felt like he wanted to expand uh, my capacity, uh, my my container that I would bring before him and he would he would fill it up. Um, but even if I brought to him the teeniest, tiniest container, you know, he still wanted to give me whatever capacity that had. So then service is over. I had that and I thought that was so good, whatever. But I went up for prayer after service and, um, these two girls, so precious, go into prayer over me and the girl starts praying. She's like, wow. Yeah. I just feel like the Lord, um, is excited for you to present containers before him. And he just wants to fill that up to max capacity. And then he's Mm. expanding, uh, your, your capacity to, to present bigger containers before him to fill. Um, but no matter what size you present before him, he will fill it up. He just wants to love on you. He just wants to pour out. And so, of course, then I was like absolutely wrecked. Like, whoa, God, okay, you're really wanting to speak to me here about this. So he just is so excited to fill up whatever you'll allow him to. Mm. Um, so I just pray over anyone listening, over you, Leticia, over myself even, that we would just begin to open up to the Father lay ourselves out in vulnerability and just say, okay, God, I just want to be loved on you. Just here's my container. Here's all that I have. Just fill it up, God, because you're faithful to do that. Um, I'm tired of giving him teeny tiny containers. And because he's a faithful God, he'll still fill that little tiny container up. Yeah. But I can allow myself to be loved so much more. Um, Yeah, so I just... I just want us all to recognize how much more we can present before the Lord for him to fill. That is a beautiful just analogy, you know. Um, wow. I'm I'm encouraged just talking about this today. Um, yeah. And I, I hope whoever's listening is too, um, that he just loves you so much. So much so much but but what if I but he loves you mm-hmm. but I'm but he loves you mm-hmm. he already knows like he knows everything and is in control of everything and he still loves us yeah like yeah. we all want to be known fully and loved fully and no one in this world can do that but he does yeah he knows us fully he knows everything, every good thing we've done. He knows every bad thing. And he said, I, I love you. You know, and so it's, it's just, crazy. yeah, just live love today and every day. 
and every yeah. day wake up. The king of the loved. universe. Yeah, the king of the universe could have chosen to uh, treat us as puppets and force us to love him, but he wants authentic relationships, so he gave us the gift of choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Live loved. I love that. I love that. Live I'm loved gonna, people. Like, write that on my my mirror or something to look at yes. every day. Live so love good. because it'll it'll change. That is what will change people. That is what will change us when yeah. we live loved. Um, Ugh, so I thank you, that. Micah, for just bringing up this topic today. Um, thank you for. Would you mind? Yeah. Oh, go 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say thank you for chatting with me about it. I I love the things that you had to say and just uh, yeah, just how the Lord is revealing and. Um, yeah, I just, I love being in, in friendship and fellowship with you. You're such a delight, such a, such a joy to be able to do life, uh, with. So just really thankful for you. Oh, such a sweet, sweet words this Shut morning. Up. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> but no, I'm, oh, I feel the same way. Amen. Amen. Do you want well, to can you pray out? for us? All no, right, you pray I'll for do us it. because I'll yes, yes, honey, you pray because this is really on your heart. So I want you to pray. All right. Whew. Well, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Just kidding. I mean, do that. But anyway, thank you, Father, uh, just for who you are, God. I thank you for um, more depths of understanding of your love. For us, God, um, open our minds, renew our minds supernaturally. Give us practical tools to uh, to have our minds transformed, God. Um, we want you to move. We want to be moldable before you um, to to do the work that you wish. Um, we want to carry out. We want to learn to carry out authentic relationship with you, Jesus. So I just ask that you would. Um, tear down any walls of uh, religion. I ask that you would just completely eradicate legalism in our minds, in our hearts, in our lives. Uh, break away the, the traumas, heal the traumas that have caused those walls and things to be up in the first place. Shame, uh, pride, all of those things, Father. Just break them all down. Wreck us completely with love. Father, we want to go deeper with you. We want to understand more of who you are. Uh, we want to learn how to live loved, God. So we just lay our containers before you, no matter the size. We just give uh, ourselves to you today to fill us up um, and to, you know, um, reveal more and to transform, to heal, to be God in our lives. Um, yeah, break down the... Uh, the veils that have been held over our eyes, God. Um, we thank you for all that you are, all that you're doing, Jesus. You are so, 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 so good. We love you. We thank you. We praise you in Jesus' mighty and precious name. Amen and amen.